0: Hello there. We are your hosts Vivek and Pavitra from the Agile Coach podcast. In this podcast, we bring fresh perspectives to you through our interviews with thought leaders in agile coaching, facilitation, business analysis, and product management roles. Enjoy. Hey, everybody. Today we have Rai Uh Rai is a Scrum Master, former Agile Business Analyst. Um, I met actually when uh, Rai was in college. uh, And Rai has since then, you know, done a a few different roles and now is a Scrum Master and is doing really, really well in his career. Uh, He has also come on as a mentor uh, in the trainings that we do. Uh, And Rai, I've actually seen you grow so much uh, since we, uh, we first met. So I'm really excited to go into, um, uh, your mindset, the work that you do as a scrum master. Uh, so we'll get started. Um, background, yeah. uh, right. You, you, went to Luther college. You were captain of a dive and swim team. Uh, you studied HR, uh, did a few internship there, uh, and business management. And, uh, yeah, I'm sure there's more. So yeah, Let's just start with what do you what do you currently do? What kind of things are you working on?
1: Yeah, definitely. And and appreciate Vivek you having me on. Definitely look up to you quite a bit and and appreciate all that you got going here too. So it's an honor to be here. Um yeah, in terms of my current role, I'm I'm currently a scrum master at a company called NetHealth. Uh basically we focus on EHRs, electronic health records. Uh, they're a company, um, providing software for lots of clinics in the, the therapy space. And so I focus on the billing department with my two teams that I lead.
0: Nice. So you are a, uh, scrum master for two teams and recently, I think you, you've shared that you are, uh, somebody left and you're taking on a few extra teams too. So yeah, give us like a day-to-day week to week of what, um, what's your role, um, at NetHealth is like.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, um day-to-day uh there's a lot that goes on um you know meetings uh, are really few and far apart sometimes but definitely you have to context switch uh between areas that you're focusing in on those meetings so what the day-to-day looks like is is tuning into my team's daily stand-ups um starting off kicking off the day with those um you know if, if we're on a week of regression then the meetings are a little lighter due to just the, the load of work our development teams doing if if it's a turnover week we mm-hmm. see a lot more meetings come up um and cadence is there so uh, um yeah on turnover week uh we have our plannings, our typical scrum ceremonies we operate in a scaled environment we we utilize nexus as an actual agile, agile scaled platform there so
0: mm-hmm. um, yeah, definitely. So, this is a, and kind of give us a little flavor of where your teams are like, what your engineering teams are like, um, your your teammates. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, currently, uh, actually at NetHealth, uh, specifically in this product that I'm working with, we uh, onboarded a majority of offshore members in our department. So, what that, what our team dynamic and, and makeup looks like is we have a handful of developers per team but uh, the majority of our QA is offshore. So we have to work within uh, a time box, basically 8 a.m. to 2 p.m. Eastern time. Um, yeah. That's that's the time we get with them. So we we try mm-hmm. to utilize that and be as effective as we can be. Um, alongside the QA and devs that we have, we have a, our, our designated product owner on each
0: team. Nice, 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 nice. So that's what you're doing right now. So let's kind of hear your transition story. So you studied business and HR and, uh, yeah, walk us through like how you kind of, um, why you wanted to go to the tech side and what you did, um, to land your, you know, going to business analysis first.
1: Yeah. Yeah. it's a great question. And, um, yeah, I actually studied HR slash English. So English uh, was a degree I graduated in as well alongside nice. business management. So, what what's always interest me and, and drawn me towards just working with people and teams has been that interpersonal and leadership type qualities that um, I see throughout. And I've had that experience just as you mentioned, just captaining teams through college. And uh, I really I really like that. I like camaraderie. I like working with others and really lifting up others, seeing the talent and value that they can bring to the table. So. Initially I was, yeah, I was looking down HR route, um, interest in recruiting, kind of identifying people's skills and talents and where they could best line up at a company. Mm -hmm. But I gravitated towards that leadership role and and it really, it it was, I was appealed to it because, um, you know, I could help teams out. I could really be a servant leader and change agent as as many people say in Scrum master roles. Mm -hmm. Um, and also learning those, those hard and technical skills where you can truly see the value you're adding and bringing and identifying the gaps to veteran teams.
0: Yeah. <clears throat> so, right. In, in my conversation that I remember, you know, you're you're in um, beginning of your senior year. You've had a lot of things going on. Um, and uh, I walked you through the track of what it takes to, you know, break into tech. And I was really impressed. I actually didn't know your, if you're going to do that, but I was really impressed on how you, prioritize, um, your learning and actually like really made it happen. So if you can kind of walk, walk us through like your mindset, um, how did you actually create time space for Mm -hmm. learning, uh, going through so many new stuff, um, and, uh, and locking in a a really interesting role as a business analyst before even you graduated.
1: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. we will dig into that. So for me. Yeah. Starting senior year, I I made that pivot. I realized I wasn't wanting to pursue HR anymore. And I only had a year left before kind of making that transition. So yeah, carving out time and prioritizing the week and slots I had, you know, among school, among sports, among work, right. It was Mm -hmm. among hanging out with friends and having a life on campus. I think it definitely took some intentionality behind it. Uh, I really had to sit down with myself and and look at my time and where it's being spent. Kind of create a time budget in a way. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I mean, those, those courses, the cohort I went through, the certifications classes I went through and the experience I've had uh, balancing that, that business analyst role alongside was, yeah, it was, it took some extra intentionality and sacrifice, but it all paid off and it's, and it's definitely great to have that type of leverage coming out of college too, if you can ongoingly get that experience your senior year. So,
0: yeah. Yeah. And kind of share, like it It paid off, right? Cause it, when you're age, um, when, you know, earlier, out, right after college, you're you able to lock in a six figures position. So kind of walk, walk us through like, what was that like? Were you excited or, you know?
1: Yeah, of course I was. Yeah, of course I was excited. I think that's just, it's a bit unheard of to to kind of be fortunate to land a role like that. Um, I was even more fortunate just about the company being the first company I had experience with, they were just really uh, forgiving in a way for for me being fresh in that area, uh, mm-hmm. but also really, you know, gave me lots of room for improvement and opportunities to grow. So I, you know, I'd recommend when people are in this interviewing stage, is yeah. to really focus in on what you're bringing to a company, but also like how you're adding value to them. And also you have to think like the company's in, in a position where they need someone to fill this gap that they have. And so what mm-hmm. can you bring to the table focusing on the specifics there. I think that's what really helped and leveraged my success in interviews.
0: Yeah. 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 Any, any other tips you, you did really well on those interview rounds, despite of not having a lot of experience. So what, what else, um, did you do to locking the multiple round two round three interviews?
1: Yeah. Um, obviously every company interviews differently, right? They can be anywhere from one to two rounds to, to six to seven now, rounds I've seen nowadays. So mm-hmm. um, interpersonal skills are definitely things you can fall back on um, aside from technical. But at the same time, being exposed to what the market's looking like and and what the, the specific tools um, and platforms leveraged in your specific role, just having that awareness really helps in conversation. You can use that as examples. Um, and also just keeping in mind and being sharp about how you brought value to your teams or previous experiences at different companies too.
0: Yeah. Sounds good. Sounds good. Yeah. Thanks for <clears throat> giving, giving that insight. So now I, I want to do uh change here and kind of go into your, your role a little bit. Um, yeah. As a scrum master now, um, like what, what was your, I'm curious, like what was your fear, like going into engineering teams and working with them? Like, what did you imagine that was going to be like and what was it actually like right now, actually doing it? Yeah.
1: Yeah, definitely. That's a great question. Um, I remember the top fear I had when, when first starting out in this role was working with such mature teams. Um, Mm -hmm. Also in that type of leadership position and facilitator type of role. Um, You know, I had to manage people that were multiple years ahead of me and I know it's you know, all based on experience. But that initially was a fear for me. And I'm sure a lot of people can relate with that. But then you have to step back and realize like, okay, what am I bringing to the table? What kind of skills and talents am I bringing to this team so I can help them? And -hmm. really realizing I'm I'm the subject matter expert in this area. I can help them in this area. So um, I quickly got over that fear when I began, but.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And um, I want to go into you know, you're you're a servant leader. you are helping, um, you know, the, launch these new teams, um, removing or helping remove impediments for the team. Like what do those impediment look like, uh, in your roles? Yeah.
1: Impediments can, can come in the form of many things, especially in, in this day and age, I think we well, just talking about my teams and what impediments look like. It could be anything from, mm-hmm. um, you know, a failed server or a database or some technical. Uh, blockage that our developers experiencing, so mm-hmm. that could simply mean connecting that individual with a subject matter expert that can help troubleshoot it. Uh, yeah. That could be an example of an impediment. Another thing could be, you know, say uh, an escalated issue comes to a team. How do you prioritize it? What's our work process and workflow look like to mm-hmm. to prioritize it correctly? That that sometimes looks like an impediment um, as mm-hmm. well, and you can step in there and really direct mm-hmm. that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, right. I'm curious, like what's your, because you're, you're in a really interesting space. You're working with engineers and quality assurance uh, folks out in India. Your business team is here. You've got your customers are here. Um, Mm -hmm. So what was, how did you, let's say you hear something like an impediment on a daily standup. So what's, what's your, how do you go about researching, learning, preparing, and then facilitating those, um, meetings. Like what was your process like?
1: Yeah, that's, uh, so if, if something is brought up there, it's a great time to bring it up because that's something that happens on a day-to-day cadence, right? Usually mm-hmm. first thing in the morning. So if something gets brought up either on the QA side or our engineering side, mm-hmm. um, troubleshooting, what that looks like is, um, First of all, seeing where they at, where they left off and how far they got before the, the issue came up and mm. then taking that and going to a subject matter expert who may have more insights into it. Um, mm. if it's something I can handle, then doing the research myself and, and providing that solution, but yeah, it's typically connecting the dots or, um, you know, part of my role was actually submitting tickets to, um, uh, we have a, we have a software that we use to submit tickets and basically track, um, updates and, and like just commentary about this, this issue that's happening. So part of my role is yeah. submitting tickets and following up and monitoring. Yeah. Those.
0: Just being on top. Yeah. yeah. Sounds good. Sounds good. Yeah. And, uh, another rule is you're, um, you're facilitating different meeting. I want to do a deep dive around, uh, a retrospective. I'm just curious, what are, how do you prepare for a retrospective? How do you facilitate those for your teams? Yeah.
1: Um, So retrospective for us, we work on a, our iteration is a two-week process. So at the end, Mm -hmm. uh, the retro is the the event, the scrum ceremony that closes Mm -hmm. the sprint, right? And so what we're trying to get out of those retrospectives are at least one actionable item, right? Mm -hmm. And through that process, we're asking questions like what went well, what didn't go well, how could we improve? And recently, it was actually just this last week, I ran a retrospective for one of my teams that. We're juggling a lot of priorities, had a lot of things in the air, a lot of balls in the air. Um, mm-hmm. So really staying tunnel visioned on some of those priorities was the best and most effective way for that team to progress. So the, mm-hmm. the template I used and focused on is something called a North Star. Mm-hmm. So if you're familiar with that, it's basically like the team has one should just choose one vision. What's our what's our top priority? What's our North Star that we can be working towards? Mm-hmm. And so really dwindling that down. OK, what is it? Identifying it. Moving on Mm -hmm. to how is it going with it? Just open-ended question. How do we, how do people feel like this is going? Mm -hmm. And then digging a little deeper and then trying to figure out, okay, what's our, what what are we coming across? What's preventing us from delivering this right now, Mm -hmm. right? What's preventing us from from getting this uh, project across the line and then finding an action item from that. So it's kind of peeling back the onion layer in a way when you get to those larger projects. Yeah.
0: Yeah. um, Another question that I have for you, Rai, is like, you know, you're, you're, I'm I'm sure, you know, in your teams, there's people joining in um, and leaving and, um, you know, there, there might be some misunderstanding uh, or even conflict, right? So how do you, as a facilitator, what have you done um, to really help teams become, uh, well, a group of people become team and, um, how have you helped like teams improve? Yeah, that's a great question, Vivek. Um,
1: recently, we've experienced a, a a bit of turnover, a bit of churn on our teams, and so mm-hmm. best practice I've I've realized is to to treat every onboarding uh, individual onto the team as if you know it's a normal person coming on, right? So yeah. going through the processes of okay, this is how we apply agile, this is how we apply Scrum in this company and mm-hmm. this specific team as well. So going back to the basics, um, yeah. doing that onboarding training further than that, I think what really unites a team is, is having a strong working agreement and mm-hmm. keeping that visible and upfront for people. Yeah. Um, whether that's pinned to a Slack channel or brought up every retrospective that and also aside from that working agreement document, I've noticed having definitions I'm ready and definition i done really laid out really prevents, um, uh, Workflow pickups or or impediments mm-hmm. that happen. You can you can go back to that and look at it. Are we following this?
0: Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Um, uh, let's see. So now you're already a scrum master. You're doing all kind of things. You're learning all kind of things, right? Yeah. So what um what are some things that you would share with yourself, like in a senior year, right? Obviously you you work extremely hard, you prioritize, you get multiple round of interviews. But what advice would you give it to um, your, yourself when you are like studying and planning to become a BA and a scrum master, uh, um, if anything you can think of?
1: Yeah, thanks for that question. I think when I yeah, retrospectively, when I look at in, in terms of where I was, I was stressed out about all the things out there in, in the role that you need to be fluent and, and effective with and, and understanding fully. Right. So I guess yeah. one piece of advice I'd give to myself would be you know, have grace with myself and my learning mm. IT and tech. It's always growing. It's always changing. Every company's mm. almost on the cutting edge, right? There's new yeah. things coming out all the time. Yeah. So, you know, while it's important to learn all the tools out there that can help you succeed in your roles at the same time, um, we're always, we're continuously learning, right. Even in my yeah. role right now
0: yeah yeah and um yeah last question right is like what's your uh, what's the what's a, what's advice do you have for you know really yourself as a current scrum, scrum master for uh if you are like you know really doing a plus like what are your aspiration that you want to do to kind of grow in your role or what are you doing yeah. right now yeah
1: yeah something i'm doing right now that i've been a lot more intentional about since joining this company has been um, Not settling in, in the systems and, and ways in which the teams work. So mm. bringing new ideas to the table and and doing mm. some part of my role is is providing potential shifts or or new new perspectives to how we could be doing a, a certain process previously to be more effective at it. So staying yeah. on top of like my knowledge in this space so I nice. can best bring that value to the team I'm working with right now.
0: Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Thank you so much for your uh, point of view. I really appreciate this. Uh, Cannot wait to do another part where we can do a deep dive on some of these topics. Uh, But thank you so much. I really enjoyed the conversation, man. Likewise, Vivek. Appreciate you having me on. All right. That's a wrap with this episode. Thank you for listening till the end.
1: We hope these podcasts are providing value on your Agile journey. If you haven't visited our website, theagilecoach.com, we highly suggest you for other courses and supporting material on your journey. You can also get access to our self-paced courses or learn more about the life training that we provide to become a Scrum Master, Product Owner, Product Manager. With that, we will see you on the next episode love and best wishes from the Agile Coach.